If you have found yourself here, it means you have chosen to think for yourself and to come up with your own ideas of what is true. It means that you are brave enough to break the norms of society and live by your own rules in harmony with Mother Nature. It means you have decided to explore the inner workings of your own mind and heart. It means to stand up where others have failed. To carry a wild heart means you hear the call and take action. As we call out, I am a wild one together as a community, we commit ourselves and to the world to stay awakened. We help each other on this journey. Being a wild one does not require perfection, for it is in our imperfectness in being human that makes us perfect. As we unlock pieces of ourselves along this wild one journey, we will discover who we truly are. This community was created for that very purpose. It takes time to break away the barriers of bad programming. As a wild one, you will discover ways to unlock your heart and to hear your own inner guide. This is a safe place to explore yourselves. The tools and workbooks, healing sprays, helpful herbs and essential oils, quarterly and monthly box subscriptions have all been created to help you to unlock the wild heart that is within you. All that is required to join our community of wild ones is an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness to discover your true self. Welcome, my dear wild one. Welcome to I'm a Wild One podcast with mystic pop music artist, Michelle Vreeland. Hello, Wild Ones. It's episode 10 of I'm a Wild One podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and that you're on this little journey with me, this little Wild One journey. I love um, going on this um, adventure with you. It just feels so amazing to be able to communicate with you in this way and to express um, myself um, to you this way and with you this way. It's nice to be able to talk about um, things that maybe um, the rest of the world may not be talking about. And, um, and I just really am grateful for the opportunity to be able to be here with you. And I just wanted to let you know that. And to thank you for um, being here on our 10th episode. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, last week I talked about um, the moon and water and compound interest. And this week I kind of wanted to talk about dreams. And I wanted to talk about the actual dreams that we have when we sleep at night. And the dreams that we have in our mind that we think about. And just everything that's related to having a dream or even the word dream. <laughs> and, um, 
And I think that there's so many different definitions that we have in our head when we hear the word dream. And it's very, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's almost kind of mystical when you, when you think of dream, you know, like having a dream or being a part of a dream. It's just something very interesting because it almost feels like a second life, doesn't it? Like your dream is this whole other thing that exists um, outside of you or inside of you um, or exists on a plane of um, like lucid dreaming. You know, when you dream at night and you have a lot of vivid um um, pictures that happen when you're on, when you're dreaming at night, you know, some people don't dream at all. Like I've actually met people where they're like, Oh, I, I don't remember my dreams. I don't have dreams. And I just, Whoa, I just think, Whoa, it's gotta not be fun. Cause I just think I have fun in my dreams. I'm like, I can't wait to go to sleep to dream because it's like living a whole different life on this other side of the veil or whatever it is. Um, and having all kinds of weird, fun dreams. And sometimes they're just, you know, nonsensical and they make no sense, right? You just dream, oh, that was a weird thing. And other times I get the impression that they're messages, you know, to what I should be doing next. Or, and sometimes I dream songs, you guys, like all the, I'll wake up singing songs or like I'll have a dream about a song and then I'll think, oh, that's already a famous song or that's already been done. And then I start um, singing it like softly into a recorder, you know, because I keep a, a Tascam recorder or my phone near my bed and I, um, I try to document it and I'll start to sing it. And then it's, it's not, it's not a famous song that I heard on the radio or whatever. It's, it's a whole new thing. And, um, and so I'm always like really grateful when I document those moments because sometimes I don't because I think, oh, that's already been done. And then, and then if you wait too long after you wake up, then the dream's gone. And then it's like, and then you don't remember the song kind of deal. So it's one of those things that you got to capture it right when it happens, you know? And, um, and you got to capture the moment when it happens. And I think that we can take that into our daily lives, too, because that's a really good lesson about dreams, because a lot of us think about where we'd like to be in our lives and where, where we would like to go next. And we're working towards something or maybe at one point in our lives, we had a dream that we gave up on and we just let it go because it just didn't make any sense to keep going. Um, I'm, I'm talking logically speaking. And, um, and then there's a part of you that kind of just dies a little bit, you know, like you just kind of just, just going through life. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're responsible. You're doing, you know, a good job being responsible, but there's just something about the way you feel that's just not quite right. You know, you're just not quite you, the way you imagined yourself to be when you were young. Right. And so um, that's what I feel like our dreams at night, they're telling us, they're constantly guiding us to that inner part of ourselves that knows what our mission is here on earth, like meaning what we came here to do. And I really believe that. I believe we all have a purpose one way or another. You know, um, some of you may not share in that sentiment, but it's something that I really believe in. I believe we all have a purpose. There's no mistakes. Um, even the stuff that we consider 
not so awesome. <laughs> Those things are not mistakes either. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I've had a lot of really awful things happen to me. And there's a part of me that really believes that it was for a reason. It's so I could learn and grow and to um, have wisdom, and to have knowledge, have life experience. Um, and, you know, it's my purpose for being an artist. You know, like I feel very called to make art. Um, it feels like a calling to me because I don't necessarily um, make a whole lot of money doing it. And <laughs> but I feel driven to do it. There's something in me that's like, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's just in me. So I do it because it's there and, uh, and it must be released. It must be expressed. And so I try to be in some ways a cheerleader for that and a cheerleader for you. So for those of you that are like out there that are like, I'm not sure what I should be doing. I've made the bad decision in my life and I want to make a switch and I want to make a change. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's never too late. It's never, never, never too late to go for your dream. And your actual dreams have little messages in there for you, guiding you and telling you what to do. And, you know, subconsciously telling you what, what, what to do. And even the nightmares kind of are subconsciously telling you <laughs> what's going on. Like, like, hey, you're really stressed right now. And so... <laughs> You're going to have a nightmare tonight because you're super stressed and you need to handle that stress. You need to find a way to not be so um, overwhelmed. So even the bad stuff has a purpose, right? The stuff we consider bad anyway. And so it's kind of like with last week's podcast when I was talking about um, um, dreams and I was talking about stuff like that. I, I wanted to kind of expound on that where you can um, totally get where you want to go. Um, by listening to your dreams and they will actually help you fulfill, uh, fulfill your actual dreams. Like, like, like last, like, um, in last week's episode, I had a dream that I needed to release the music in singles, just kind of low and slow. And that I woke up just like, it, it came to me and I was like, okay, that's what I got to do. So I'm going to set a plan, like an actual physical plan, come up with, um, a strategy, behind it and just start releasing the music right and this is all because a dream told me to do it and I gotta tell you in fact some of you may know this some of you may not know this but the song wild horse the song that you hear at the intro and you hear it a little bit here and there um, always wild always free free to roam free to be that song came from a dream I was half awake I wrote that at like three two two or three in the morning I wrote those lyrics and I was half awake and I had like my pen and my book and I just was kind of like scrying almost like just like scribbling and um and I wrote those lyrics you know always wild always free free to roam free to be free from fate free from hate free as a road before me waits waits for courage waits for a seed waits down deep for me to lead to carry my voice and set me free for like a wild horse I will always be. And that song came from a dream. And um, and I wrote it into a, in, I wrote melody to it um, a little bit later. Actually, I lost my task cam. I couldn't find it anywhere, which is my recording device. And I had um, some financial issues, so I had to like my phone was all weird, so I didn't have the ability to record on it. 
And I happened to get lucky enough, and this is like in the 90s, I used to record on tapes, like my songs and stuff. And so I got lucky enough to be gifted a tape player. <laughs> and so I actually hit, I did, I went old school, right? I totally went old school and I hit the record button and I recorded um, the melody to Wild Horse through the tape. Actually, hopefully I can find that tape and figure out how um but i how how it sounded at that point in in um but anyway so sometimes um our dreams have messages and it's important to pay attention to them and some people have dream journals like when they in fact for many many years i would always sleep with a journal a pen and a recorder right by my bed like or in my bed <laughs> like if i'm being honest they would always be in my bed <laughs> That, that way I would have easy access. Like, so if I did get, you know, wake up kind of lucid dreaming and I had some creative ideas during my sleep that I could document it, you know? And so I've, I've written many songs like that and many ideas have came from um, making a point to document um, this creative stuff and that's the other thing is that when you make a point to be creative like in whatever endeavor you may be if you start taking action towards that creativity the universe responds no joke the universe will gift you with creativity and ideas if you you know take action like sleeping with a journal and a pen <laughs> And a recorder, all of a sudden the universe is going to go, oh, that person's ready to go. Okay, let's do it. You know, and I've noticed that. I've totally noticed that because the nights where I don't have my journal and I don't have stuff and nothing really happens. Like rarely do I wake up like ready with a song, you know, like because there's, there's nothing there. You know, like it's almost like I'm telling the, the universe I'm not interested in what you have to offer right now, you know, creative wise. So, I mean, that's, that's just a little um, bit of advice that I have for you in terms of like um, tapping into the creative waters, if you will, by, by using your dreams, but also um, making sure that you bring um, an element of, um, of action towards it. You know, like having the journal by your bed, that's action. So... Yeah, so it's very interesting how dreams, and then there's the other part of dreams, right? So it's it's the dreams that we consciously have, like the stuff that we wish would come true, right? And um, and we want to dream big. I think I think that's the other thing. I think most of us want to dream big, but we're afraid. But we're afraid. We're afraid of two things. We're afraid hey, if I dream it and it doesn't come true, I'm going to be really disappointed. And the other fear is, what if my dream does come true and I do get everything I want and I do get the thing and then my life will change and it won't be what it was and I'll have to adjust to that. So that's the part, that's the other part, right? So that's something that you have to think about where it's like when I made that vision board creation class for you guys a couple weeks ago during February 22nd, that 222 portal, 
Um, it's in the Wild One group, um, in case you guys um, are interested in watching that video. Okay, so part of the reason why I wanted to make that vision board class for you is that it wasn't just that I wanted to like paste pictures together with you and this and that. I actually wanted to show you guys how to dive into the psychology behind creating a vision board so that you could understand how your light and your dark, meaning your shadow self and the part of you that's very conscious and, and, and very aware of how things are. Um, I wanted you to be able to tap into the psychology behind your dreams. It's, it's all fair and well to say, hey, I want to have a new car, I want a new job, or I want this and that, you know, but if you don't believe that you are worthy of those things and you have a belief or a rule or a personal law that tells you that that's not possible, then the chances of that thing happening to you, that wish happening, are pretty slim to none. So the vision port class really dives into that and it really helps you to get very clear about what it is that you really truly want because that's half the battle, isn't it? Knowing what we truly want. That's kind of, I know for me, that's been kind of a thing. Some people are just born ready, right? They're born ready. They know exactly what they want. They're headed in, in, in the direction and they're on their way, right? But then there's some of us that are like, I want a few things. I want this. I want that. I want this. But they're conflicting things because you're only given a certain amount of time in a day, in a year, in a month. And so you have to really get clear about what it is you truly want. And that's why tapping into your own inner light, which was episode eight's um, podcast, by tapping into your own inner light, it does a few things for you. It actually helps you to know what you truly want because you're tapping into your own personal consciousness. Because, you know, sometimes if you're, if you're empathic, you, it's really easy to, to, to hang on to other people's ideas or other people's thoughts on what they feel is right and they feel is true and you're doing it not knowingly most of the time you're, you're unknowingly doing it and so over time if you're really empathic you're going to collect a lot of different ideas and a lot of different things that may or may not be yours and so when you tap into your inner light you're able to kind of feel your inner consciousness you can feel who you are and therefore, you can you know what you want and what you don't want because you're feeling into yourself. And so that's kind of also the thing, too, is like when you're dreaming about something that you really want in your life or you have a wish, you have to really know what it is that you're wishing for. You have to really know in order for you to get it. You have to know without a doubt that that's the thing that you want. And then in that vision board class, I show you guys how to do that. So if you're interested in that, make sure to join the group. I may take the video down and only offer it for sale on my IamAWildOne.com website. I've actually already made a, a video. I edited it up a little bit and made it kind of nice. But I wanted to offer you guys some value inside the I'm a Wild One group so that you could start um, on your Wild One journey. And so I just wanted to make sure there was some fun stuff in there for you guys to do. So I'll leave it in there for a little while before I um, only offer it on the on the shop, on the I'mawildone.com shop. And um, 
But anyway, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about with, with the dreams and the wishes. Um, but they are important because they have a lot to do with your life purpose, you know, because I believe that we all came here with a little mission and, 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 and we're here to do different things, you know, that help us towards that mission. And sometimes we're here for other people as well. Like, um, I believe that too, you know, not only here for ourselves, but we're, but we're here for other people too, to be of support and to be there for others, um, other family members, other friends, other strangers, other people, acquaintances, things like that, coworkers. And, um, and when you tap into your own inner light, you're able to do that better. And then there's an inner light meditation that's on the I'mawildone.com too. It's a 12-minute guided meditation that helps you to tap into your inner light. Um, it's a daily practice that I highly recommend that you do. I actually, um, and I can't remember if I talked about this inner light. Um, actually, I did. I think you guys should refer to, because I don't want to repeat myself um, into the inner light episode. I think it's episode eight. Um, you should refer that if you haven't um, heard it. I go in more in depth on your inner light and how that works and all that stuff. But this episode, I wanted to talk about your dreams and how important they were and um, the dreams you have at night and the actual dreams you have in your, in your brain and in your conscious self. Um, so, yeah, so I know for me, okay, so this is the other thing. And this has to do with like naysayers, like people who tell you, oh, it's too late or, oh, it's this or, oh, you know, the, you know, the people who just kind of, and most of the people that are going to tell you that, I got to be honest with you, they're going to be family and friends. Your family and friends are going to be the first to tell you that it can't be done. They are. If you have a dream and it's kind of off the beaten path or it's off or it's, or it's out of their norm, their norm, not your norm, their norm, they're going to tell you it can't be done. Just just know that right off the bat. So you're going to have to have something in you that is bigger than that, right? So you're going to have to push forward beyond that. And I have to tell you something. When I was 37 years old, I was performing at um, a... I was a, a performing at a house concert at a at a very affluent person's home in Las Feliz, like somebody in this amazing house. And I'm not going to name names, but I was performing there, and there was all these celebrities there, all these people of influence there, and I performed a few songs, and I started to make friends with some of the people there, and I remember being very nervous, like I didn't feel like I belonged there. Like I had very low self-worth at the time, you know, like I, I still worked hard. I still did what I needed to do, like, right for my business. Cause there's something, like I said, that's just driven in me that I just do it. But I didn't necessarily felt like I belonged. I felt very out of place, you know, and I didn't really have like the right outfit that I would have wanted to wear. I, I was, you know, cause in my daily life, I don't, I don't really have a lot of time to like focus on myself, you know, like. Even though I did hair and makeup for many years, like I'm really good at the beauty stuff, I don't always have a lot of time for my for me to, to, to do it. Like I don't spend hours and hours working on my wardrobe and like I just don't do that anymore, you know? And so I did feel like, 
oh, like, uh, I wish I could dress better, this and that. But anyway, but I still, like, did the gig. I met the people. I smiled. I took pictures. There was a video of me. It was like, I still did the song and dance, right? And I made friends. Okay, so I made friends with someone who is, like, a monk, right? And he's, like, a monk to... He's, like, part of the Dalai Lama's team. Like, he's a really high-ranking monk in Tibet. But he travels the world, and he happened to be at this event. I became friends with him, and and I, and I would take him to different places. Because when he would visit, he didn't have a car, so I'd drive around. So I got to really chat with him and feel his energy and his vibes. And he had really amazing vibes. Like, I can't tell you how awesome his vibes were. Like, you could tell, like, there was something different and special about him. But he did make one comment to me that really hurt my feelings. Oh my! And I know he didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but it really hurt my feelings. And he said, because he asked me, he's like, well, how old are you? And I told him. And then he goes, well, you kind of look like somebody who used to be really beautiful. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That's what he said to me. He said, you look like somebody who used to be really beautiful like in her youth and then I was like oh I was like shook by that I was like okay (laughs) I didn't know what to say because I really respected him and I and you know but I just kind of like took what he was saying and I didn't really like respond I didn't know what to say because it's just like again I was shook and then he says you're too old to be famous Like, you have to be younger to be famous. He says, you're just too old. It's not going to happen. And then, okay, like another ouch, right? Like, okay, like, like I was really like, okay. And it wasn't like I was like, even at that age, I mean, I guess I was, I don't know if I was looking for fame at 37. I don't know. I was looking for something. I wanted something to happen. Let's just say that. I wanted something to happen. You know, a, a career that I could that uh, that that could be fulfilling for me, like on a financial and a personal level, you know, right? But I don't know if I was a hundred percent looking for fame, if you will, whatever that means, you know. But he said that to me, and I was really hurt by that. And I didn't tell him like I was hurt by that. I didn't like. I didn't say, oh, that really hurt my feelings. Like, I just kind of like, oh, like I took it in, you know, and, but I didn't want to take it in, but I didn't know what else to do. And I was just sort of like, man. And I got to tell you, like, after he told me that, like, I kind of fell into a deep depression, like afterwards, because I didn't really like deal with how badly it really hurt my feelings and made me feel. Because you have to understand, like, like, I'm an artist. Like, I consider myself an artist first. I always have. In every endeavor that I've ever done, like, from photo shoots to music to painting to anything I've ever done, I've always considered myself an artist first. Because I, I do it because I have to. Like, my soul has to create. Otherwise, I just I just can't function if I'm not creating something. Right? And so when he kind of comment when those comments on my looks and my age and stuff it just and it was someone that I considered like really cool and and he said those things to me it really hurt my feelings you know and I just felt 
I felt really disrespected and I felt really belittled and I felt not seen by this person, like so not seen. And I thought of all the people that would see me in that room, he would see me, you know, like see me, you know, like, like through your heart, you know, when you see somebody for real, you see them in their heart. That's how you see people, right? Like when you truly see someone. But he was just making like a very like superficial observation, you know, and I just kind of felt really hurt by that, you know, but, but so anyway, so I was depressed after the fact, I mean, not like right away, but like it slowly kind of sunk in. And then I just had a really hard time believing in myself again, that I could make a career happen for me. And I kept thinking maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just give up. This is too much. And then... And I, I wrestled with that. I wrestled with it. But you have to understand, like, what drives me is not fame. And that's what I had to realize within myself. That's not what drives me to make music and to make art. That's not what drives me. What drives me is the art itself. That's what drives me. So it doesn't matter if I'm old and decrepit and in a corner or this and that. I'm going to make music because that's what I'm designed to do. That's who I am. I make music and I don't give a shit or, you know, try not to cuss, but I don't care if, if, um, if, if, if fame comes or not, it's just a part making art, making that kind of art is a part of who I am. And it took me a while to figure that out because, you know, I just thought, you know, I didn't know what to do because, you know, it's really hard to hang on to a dream when you're hungry or, and when you have to pay bills and you're a responsible person. And, and the one thing that's not feeding you at that time is your, is your passion. It's really hard to keep going when it's not feeding you. But for me, I had to, I had to focus on what, what, what drives me. And it's not that I had to focus on it. Like, I just, it's just who I am. Like, I'm driven. I'm driven to make music because I love it. It feeds my soul. And even if I'm only singing to myself into a tape, it feeds my soul. It feeds my soul. And I don't need anyone out there from anywhere telling me that I can't do something because of this or because of that or this is too much or I'm too old or I'm too this or I'm too that or I'm not enough of this and I'm not enough of that. I don't need anyone telling me that stuff because that's not why I do it. I do it because I'm driven, because my soul and my heart has to do it and it doesn't and nothing else matters. And I just wanted to share that bit of advice with you to, for those of you that have dreams and those of you that have goals or would like to have a goal towards a dream, you know, if you're driven in your heart, if something in your heart tells you you have to do it, then just do it. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about how old you are. Don't worry about all the problems that you have. Just do that thing that makes your heart sing. No joke. Do that thing that makes your heart sing. Just do it. And put a little bit of time into it. Just spend, do one thing a day towards it. One thing towards it, that thing that makes your heart sing. One. It'll change your life, I guarantee it. It'll change your life. And it doesn't have to be music. It could be anything. Anything. Anything that you care about that makes your heart sing. 
And, um, and I just wanted to share that story with you. And I wanted to share the process of dreams. There are, um, I guess if I was, had more time and was more organized, I would make a checklist for you, (laughs) a PDF checklist of how to, um, use your dreams to connect with your heart. Cause some of us are so busy with life. You have so much going on that you can't even tap into what your heart even feels anymore because life is too busy, right? And, and and we have the news. We have all this crazy crap going on outside of ourselves. So it's like really hard to listen to our hearts and, and to our minds and to, our, to what's inside of us. And so, you know, I want to charge you and challenge you to spend some time this week listening to your heart really feeling into what your heart wants for you and turn off the news stop stop filling your brain full of stuff you don't need any more information we get we get enough of it as it is you're informed as you need to be you know you are you know you're informed enough right you don't need to be circling and listening to the papers over and over and over again and the news over and over and over you don't need to be doing that you what you need to be doing is turning it off And you need to be listening to yourself. And you need to listen to your own inner guide. Listen to your own guidance. Find out what drives you. What what what's that one thing that you have to do that you don't care what anybody else says or thinks? What's that one thing? And then do it. And then do one little thing a day towards it. Do one. One little thing. One small thing. I remember someone I was telling me a story and I think it was I was listening to a story maybe on NPR or something like that. This is like years and years ago, long time ago. And it was about a woman who wrote a book and it was a top seller, New York Best Times selling book, right? This book. She was a she was a single mother of five kids. She had five kids and she was a single mom. And she didn't she had a job. Right? She needed the money, got to feed her family. And what she did was she'd wake up at five in the morning, every single morning, and she would write for an hour. So from five to six. In fact, she wrote in a closet. I think she wrote like in a closet. Like she had a little closet where it was like a quiet place. She had her typewriter or whatever it is she had in there. And she would write for one hour a day at five in the morning from five to six. She just carved out a little bit of time for herself and she whittled away and she wrote a New York Times bestseller and it changed her life and it changed the life of her kids it changed everything everything and I bet you could do the same I bet there's something out there there's a little bit of time that you could carve out for yourself I bet I bet you could do it you know because anything's possible and this is the other thing I, I want to say this before I forget because this is kind of important. And it's a little, um, it's very metaphysical, but I wanted to say it because it has, um, it's important. Now, okay, so healers, okay, and it may seem like I'm going off topic here, but I wanted, wanted to bring this up because this has, this has to do with you um, fighting for something that you believe is, is real to you, right? Even when no one else believes it, okay? So there's this theory about a um, hundred monkeys. 
Okay, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not, but there's this theory about a hundred monkeys. It's not really a theory. This is like a scientific study, okay? So if I'm being really clear, it's a scientific study, okay? And, um, and these monkeys were being observed and out in the wild, and there was this thing where these monkeys ate sweet potatoes, okay? That was like their food of, of choice of, that they had was sweet potatoes. And every and, and, and the families would eat the sweet potatoes the same way for generations for a long, long time, right? And they would eat them with dirt all over them. So they dig them out of the ground and they would just start eating them. But they hated them. You could tell they were like picking their teeth and like were uncomfortable eating the sweet potatoes. And they weren't happy with it. It was just like it was grainy. It was like gross. But it was food and they had to eat it. So they ate it, right? And it wasn't until this one young monkey, he was a young monkey, he went down to the river and he washed the sweet potato clean of all of the grain, all the sand. He got all the sand off of it and he washed it. And he ate clean sweet potatoes with no grain. And then he started to show his friends from his generation, because he was a young monkey, how to do it. Right? And so he would show his young friends how to clean the sweet potatoes. And mind you, no other monkeys had done this before. Okay? This is new. But he'd show his friends, and then they would do it. They'd follow him. Like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is so much better. Oh, my gosh. And then those little monkeys would show their parents how to do it. And then their parents were slow learn to learn, like slow to apply. this. But they would eventually came came to and were like, okay, yeah, you're right. This is better. You kids are right. You All right, all right. You're right. Let's do it. Let's all go down to the river and wash our sweet potatoes. All right, so we, there was 99, okay, at one point there was only 99 monkeys, okay, between parents and, and siblings and kids, right, that are all washing sweet potatoes, but it's the 100th monkey that just is not, not into washing the sweet potatoes. Like, no, I've eaten it like this forever. I'm okay with the grainy sweet potato. It's just too much effort. I'm not, no, right? And then, um, and then, so he took some coaxing, and finally, he decides to go down to the river and wash his sweet potato. Okay, he's the hundredth monkey washing his sweet potato. So he washes it, he eats it, and he's like, you know what, this is a lot better. He's the hundredth monkey to do it. And you know what happens? It changes something within that field, other monkeys from other places started to wash their sweet potato. And then this is them not knowing that there's a hundred monkeys across the way washing their sweet potatoes. There was something, there's something called, now bear with me here, there's something called the (laughs) the morphogenic field. I know I'm saying it wrong, morphogenic field. And this is this invisible field that we all live in, right? It's a grid. It's energy. Okay? It's energy. Pure energy. It's an energy field. When somebody changes, and there's a hundred, it took the hundredth monkey to do it. Okay? The same thing. 
for for the energy to shift in the surrounding areas. The energy had to shift and then other monkeys started to follow suit. They didn't see these monkeys doing this. They were doing it only after the hundredth monkey did it. Because the energy field shifted. Some it was almost like like the energy changed. And therefore it changed the world. It changed the way things are done. It's like an invisible in, it's like being in, in, invisibly informed or, or, or some form of telepathy, if you will. The morphogenic field. It's very powerful and it's where a lot of healing can take place. It's, a lot, it's, where, the, it's, it's where the healers work from when they're trying to break patterns, like old patterns that are no good, you know, that, just, that you just don't need anymore. And so that's what I, that's the story I wanted to share with you. The hundredth monkey, you could be the hundredth monkey to change the world. You making that one change, like within your family dynamic, even if you're the only person who's like, Hey, I feel like I should be doing this right now. You know, I'm telling you, if you feel like it's something that you need to be doing, then you need to do it. And it doesn't matter if everyone else around you agrees but you need to do it. You have to believe in yourself because you, there's a reason why you feel the way you feel. Because it's important. You're designed a certain way. And when you feel a certain way, that's not for no reason. That's, there's a reason why you feel that way. So act on it. Follow your dreams. Listen to your dreams in your sleep. And follow the dreams that you have when you're awake. Do one little thing a day towards it. Be the hundredth monkey. Change the world. Change yourself. Change the world of the people around you. Change is possible. I believe in that with my whole heart. I believe that you can heal yourself if you've been through trauma. I believe that you can make your world the way you want it to be. I really truly believe that, wild one. I really do. And I wanted to leave that inspiring message to any of you out there that may be feeling like you're the only one. Imagine what it felt like to that, 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 the first monkey to wash. He probably was shamed and told not to do it, but he kept doing it. Until other people followed along. Because, you know, and that's the thing. You just got to do what you feel in your heart to do. And just believe in yourself, even if you only believe in yourself just a little bit. It only takes a little bit. It's true. It only takes a little bit. You know, because a little bit goes a long way. It really does. It really does. All right, my wild ones, I wanted to leave that message with you. If you like this podcast, make sure to share it. Um, Like, subscribe. It is available on Anchor and Spotify and Apple Music and probably a few others. And on my website at IamAWildOne.com, please um, visit that website and have a listen. And if you see any products in there that spark your fancy, feel free to go ahead and hit the buy button. Um, that helps me, helps support this channel. It helps supports me and, and helps supports you in terms of it inspiring you to stay wild and free and to listen to your heart and to be the person that you're designed to be. 
And I just wanted to leave that message with you. And thank you so much. Many blessings to you, Wild One. Okay.